The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is, if you are watching on the YouTube machine, Wednesday, May 4th. If you're listening to the podcast on the uh, the audio version, it is probably Thursday, May 5th. Um, joining me to do some futures, some betting stuff related to the NFL, obviously. Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, and R.J. White. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? Um, do you guys celebrate uh, May 4th? Uh, sure, yeah. I like Star Wars. I watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer like five times today. I, I like Star that. Wars. Yeah, Star Wars ain't bad. <laughs> Star Wars is a good Boston word, Boston phrase. I like that. <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, R.J.? You're Star- oh, you have R.J. Do Star Wars stuff behind you? No. Star Wars is, is fine. I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan, but it's it's good. But like I'm not jumping up and down, circle the date, May 4th. You know, it's I don't remember it until I start seeing things pop up on Twitter about it. So yeah, I mean, I'm, once, uh, they, once they put Bill Burr in it, I feel like I had to be in, in involved in some degree. Right? Bill Burr, that was <laughs> sorry, I don't know why. It's a, it's a good phrase for a Boston Bostonian accent. Yeah, I, I'm with I mean, like I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh I like to make jokes about it at like Sean Wagner McGuff's expense. You know, like you include, you're like, oh yeah, like um, like yesterday I said, like, oh, the Vulcan, the old Vulcan neck pinch, right? I mean, that's the move, and, and Wilson's like, that's you think that's funny, but it's not, and like you can tell that like Star Wars fans get all hot and bothered by it. Um, by the way, under hit on when we would start the podcast, which was surprising. Uh, Dominic wonders if Wilson is hungover from the podcast. I don't know if you guys saw or not. Uh, Ryan Wilson was drinking straight tequila. Sipping tequila neat on a, on a 1 p.m. podcast. He's earned it. Yeah. Like, you know, draft season is over. Wilson had like a beer out. He's like, I'm drinking a little Espalon Blanco. <laughs> like, all right, Wilson, <laughs> you can go ahead and flex on Love it, man. Good for you. Uh, anyway, we got a bunch of um, futures to look at. So we're going to dive into those. And we will start uh, by talking about Super Bowl futures. Why not? Um, Caesars has a ton of options available for your perusal. Um, it is possible that uh, Caesars is undergoing. Yes, they are. Um, I don't know what you would call it. Like, uh, like they're. Uh, yeah, you, you know, Caesars always has something fancy, like like Caesars related for whatever they're doing. Like, what would site site maintenance be called for? Like, uh, they pulling, they pulling, pulling uh, you know, I don't know. But, uh, Renovation, infra, infrastructure work. There you go. I like that. That's good, RJ. Renaissance man, if nothing else. Um, so you can check those out. Uh, we won't be able to show them to you. We can usually do on YouTube because of that. But I uh, will still look at Super Bowl futures. Uh, Sully, I'll, I'll start with you and then RJ, follow away. Um, if you're picking like a, you know, best bet for the, for the Super Bowl winner, meaning, you know, I think anything like under 20 to one is probably fair game. Uh, anything stand out to you? 
Yeah, for me, it's the Rams. I, I you know, again, I, I know we haven't seen a back-to-back Super Bowl champion since the Patriots in 03 and 04. But to me, it, it does feel like this could be a good situation for Los Angeles. The NFC is getting worse. The division's getting worse. You lose Russell Wilson going from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. You don't know what's going to really happen with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. The 49ers, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't know what's going to happen there, whether it's going to be him to start the year or Trey Lance. They have a lot more continuity, in my opinion, going into this. In Green Bay, they lose Devontae Adams, too. I'm just going down the list there. For me, I like what they've done this offseason. I know they lost Robert Woods in the trade, but they got Allen Robinson. Odell Beckham still sitting out there. They lose Von Miller. You add Bobby Wagner. It's not the same position. Position, but you're still getting a Pro Bowl caliber player in your defense. To me, Matthew Stafford in year two, I just like the way that they're going there, and I think it's plus 1,200 right now. Yeah, I, I look to the AFC, and I look to this this quarterback Royal Rumble we got going on in the AFC, and I want to take one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the game, I believe, that uh, is that has a value lower than some of the others, like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. So that's why I'm looking at the Chargers at plus 1,600. Um, I'm also like backing a coach that's willing to follow the math and maximize his chances of winning, even if people don't like it and they don't understand it. Um, so sure, you're going to have some bad bad losses on, you know, on your ledger that, that people think you shouldn't have had, but you're also going to steal some wins that you shouldn't have had either, which we saw earlier in the season as well. Like the, the offensive line was upgraded in the draft with Zion Johnson. Defense got a big upgrade with J.C. Jackson plus Khalil Mack. Division is going to be tough, but the Rams showed last year a tough division can get you ready for the playoffs. The Rams last year were not the number one seed in the NFC. They weren't, they weren't, you know, on the, you know, I like people thought of them as a sleeper, but they weren't one of those top teams in the NFC. And, but they were battle tested coming out of that division and they ran through the playoffs. I think we could see something similar with the Chargers here, especially with Staley, you know, doing a better coaching job this year, learn some stuff, go into the year with Justin Herbert, one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So that's why I like Chargers is a pretty good value among the favorites at plus 1600. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, buy, I can buy both of those ideas. I like the Rams a lot at twelve to one uh, because of the NFC uh, being weaker that you mentioned, Sully. I will actually take the Chiefs at ten to one. Um, I know that they have lost Tyree Kill, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever Tyree heard of them. Uh, but the, um, you know, they, they, they've taken some L's on on both sides of the ball. However, they've added some nice players in terms of. Like you can say what you want, but I think Juju Smith Schuster is a, like a value add for what they got for him. Marcus Valdez Scantling, like they're going to be those guys are going to be utilized in Andy Reid's offense to maximize their skill set, and I think they have a bounce back spot uh, available for them. So at ten to one with Patrick Mahomes, which is probably the longest he's been uh, really since his MVP season in in twenty eighteen, I think twenty eighteen. Um, you know, this is probably I think it's a fairly good price. I like, like I said, I like the Chargers. It's a tough division. I understand it. The Raiders will be difficult. The Broncos will be a problem. Uh, but I think the Chiefs, uh, just, uh, just the team I sort of uh, eyeballed when I saw the double digits there. But also, I think the Rams at 12 to 1, I might like a little bit more. Um, you know, the Coliseum reconstruction, as Dominic points out, was, uh, was caused me not to spot the Rams at, at 12 to 1. I think I may have gone in that direction, but always good to mention several teams anyway. The NFC champion, Sully. Oh, well, sorry. Value pick for the Super Bowl. My apologies. Yeah, um, no, no problem. You, uh, I saw someone throughout the Patriots, but it wasn't you. Yeah, surprising enough, it wasn't me. They gotta, gotta maybe burn the banners or something like that, I guess. But for me, it's the Indianapolis Colts. I, I think that that's a very interesting one. I had them at Caesars at twenty-five to one. They were number. They have the fourth easiest schedule next year in the NFL, according to Sharp Football. They were number eight defense in DVOA last year, and they pretty much kept the same pieces. They add Stephon Gilmore in that secondary. And obviously the big one, you add Matt Ryan at, you know, huge upgrade 
at quarterback over Carson Wentz. You have still have a solid offensive line, great running back situation with Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman at wide receiver. For me, that's a very interesting team in the AFC. They're in a very easy division. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with Tennessee. We've talked about this well a couple of times where we feel like they might be a team that's already plateaued and we don't know what's going to happen with Ryan Tannehill. So it's a pretty easy or, you know, a winnable division for Indianapolis. And all of a sudden, if Matt Ryan can kind of do what these recent quarterbacks have done in previous years, whether it be Tom Brady going to Tampa, Matthew Stafford going to Los Angeles, now him going from Atlanta to Indianapolis, maybe there's some magic there in that first year. Yeah, I like the Colts also um, in my futures picks, but I took the Patriots at plus 4,000. I don't think they're getting the respect they deserve. After last year being number three in point differential, number four in DVOA, this was a very good team last year with a very good defense. Now they lost some t- more talent than they gained. I think everybody thinks this offseason, but the defense I think will still be good after that elite year. Mac Jones is going to be better in year two. He got better as the season progressed. He has more weapons at receiver now, um, you know, with the, uh, the addition of Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton. Um, Belichick should be pissed off after getting embarrassed by the Bills in the playoffs. The Bills did whatever they wanted in that playoff game, and that's the kind of thing that Focus uses in the offseason, wants to prove that you're you're not washed up. You're not near the end of the, your career. He's going to come out and want revenge. And if they come, if they come out and win that division, you know that'll be revenge. But then you start eyeing the NFC and you say, well, the Bucks are going to be the top seed or the second seed on the NFC. And then people like Will start, you know, pulling them narrative street. Patriots, Bucks. Is this he going to be the one to end Tom Brady's career? Will he retire after this? Will we get a Patriots Bucks Super Bowl? Um, so I, I just think that's going to kind of carry over as the season goes on and the Patriots start looking better than people think. How dare you suggest that I'm the narrative guy around here? I'm a I'm a full blown stats guy, nothing but math to back up all of my factual allegations. I'm going to listen to all your podcast appearances from this point on, no matter where you are, to hear you push this theory. Now that I put it in your head, I know, it's like so. I was thinking the other day. Um, I actually <laughs> am going to go. I don't know. Uh, actually, I know what I'm doing. I'm uh, trying to submarine Debo's hopes and dreams. I'm going to say the Eagles are a uh, value to win the Super Bowl at 35 to 1. Um, I floated this like during the first night of the draft when they got Jordan Davis and they added AJ Brown. Yeah, that, and those are the reasons why I kind of like the value and, and you know I think they could easily be the best team in the division. The NFC is pretty wide open like I mean yeah there's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford but you know it's not it's not very likely you have to play all three of those guys in the playoffs. So if you can sort of get you know get a couple of bounces, uh, you know maybe one team has a you know some bad injury luck and misses the playoffs. The Niners are good or you know, whatever it is. Um, like the the pushback I got uh, from Eagles fans was that they don't think Jalen Hurts can be that dude in this spot, um, which I kind of I get. I mean. You know, he hasn't exactly proved it, but 35 to one, when you had AJ Brown and Jordan Davis and you have like Nicobe Deans, we don't know how much he'll play, but you know, they just, they have plenty of players, you know, they have sort of this last, right, last dance mentality maybe with Jason Kelsey and uh, Fletcher Cox who were seemed likely to retire or to at least move on to a different, you know, different club after this season. So I think we could certainly see so that mojo, let's see if I may build another narrative, that mojo kind of come together and, uh, and produce a pretty good season for Philadelphia. Sully, who would uh, be your top pick for the NFC? Well, for me, again, you know, if I'm picking the Rams to win the Super Bowl, then I should probably pick them to win the NFC. I mean, that's that seems to be fair enough, five to one. But you know, I'm with you there on on Philadelphia there as well. Will I mean, you know, we'll talk about value plays in a little bit, but for me. Eagles are pretty much right there, too. Again, we'll get to it, but that, that's a team for me. But again, everything that I just said with the Rams, it, it feels like they're 
one of the more they have the one of the more one of the most continuity going into this year. Obviously, the Buccaneers, Brady coming back after that retirement and all that, they still have all their same guys pretty much. But Green Bay's changed up a little bit, obviously losing Devontae Adams. We'll see how that goes with with Aaron Rodgers and how he operates that offense. But for me, you know, Los Angeles, I'm fascinated to see if they can go back to back here. Yeah, for me, the best value of the favorites is the Cowboys at plus 750. You could credit the schedule for them being number two finish and point differential last year, um, you know, because they beat a bunch of easy teams and a bunch of those NFC East teams. Um, but they were also number one in DVOA, which accounts for the schedule. So you adjust for opponent, and you're talking about a team that played better than anyone. Um, that defense looks special for much of last year. I like their chances with that defense if they get to the playoffs to shut down some some better offenses that aren't ready for them. And then you say, we'll, we'll see what they can do on the offensive side. They didn't do well in the playoffs on the offensive side last year. That was heading into the season fully healthy this year came back from that major injury last year didn't really see any drop off in his numbers was very good but to start the season then he suffered that calf injury mid-year and it seemed to slow him down they started losing some games but they were really good before that so i think if we can keep him healthy and keep them you know playing in that level of football throughout the entire year they have a chance to get the number one seed in the nfc even against these better teams that that are just stalwarts like the bucks and the packers and now the rams coming off that super bowl cowboys could surprise some people so i think they should be a little bit lower in the odds i like them as a value of plus 750 i i the rams as well um you know i mean you can make somebody pointed out like the, the cowboys are one of six teams that haven't maybe it's warren sharp pointed this out i don't know why he's just bashing the cowboys but um pointing out the cowboys have like one of six teams that haven't made the conference championship in the last 25 years which is kind of crazy and, and additionally um they have three playoff wins in the last 25 years which is you know just brutal uh the, that i mean jerry jones selling his soul to the devil for the 1996 super bowl uh promising he claims it was god uh he's like I, I, just give me this, just give me this one i'll never ask for anything again it's like what are you thinking you've already got two like, like why would you sell your soul for just one more super bowl that's crazy like that's the one game you have to yeah yeah you sign something that like beelzebub pops down you like swear i don't know man i wouldn't I had two title. If I had two rings, I was sure as crap wouldn't sell it for. I think he just wanted to get back at Jimmy, but like I wouldn't sell my soul for one title. Like I'd just be like, all right, we'll just see if we can win a couple more. Um, that would be my argument against the Cowboys is Jerry Jones sold his soul to the devil. In case you wanted to uh, take a little saunter down Narrative Street, uh, but yeah, I think the Rams are. You know, when you look at the NFC, you have Tampa, LA, and Green Bay. Because of the Devontae Adams stuff, I guess that's why you could maybe stay away from Green Bay. Just like, can they be an alpha team when it comes to the playoffs? Um, you know, if I think Aaron Rodgers is an underrated fantasy asset, uh, but I'll take, I just think LA's like Stafford's getting his second year with McVay. You know, they're going to have, they have plenty of weapons. The defense is strong. I mean, this is just a team that if that division, if, if San Francisco's not, like if Trey Lance ain't it, that division could end up being easy. So I, I like the, uh, I like the Rams in that spot as well. Sully, what about on the uh, for a value pick for the NFC? Who do you think? Yeah, for me, it's the Eagles, 18 to 1. You know, third easiest schedule, sharp football. You just talked about it, Will. You know, all the additions that they made, specifically A.J. Brown on the offensive side. There is concern with, with Jalen Hurts as to whether or not he, like you said, can be that guy. But we're going to find out this year, almost very similar to Tua Tungabailoa in this sense, where everything's kind of made around you. You have a ton of weapons. The defense is on the, on the come up. For me, it's you know make or break here. But if all of a sudden Jalen Hurts can can play and can play at this this high level and and not be this quarterback that struggled against the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year and and, and elevate, 
then you're looking at a Philadelphia team that's in a winnable division, even though the Dallas is, again, going to be probably special on defense next year. But that is a winnable division and in a in a conference where, again, the talent seems to be a little bit more skewed to the AFC than it is the NFC. Yeah, the Eagles obviously crushed draft weekend. Receiving talent's best has been in a long time. D has plenty of upside with offseason additions if the top guys stay healthy. So if you have that kind of core around, Jalen Hurts, he doesn't have to be the best quarterback. In the league. He doesn't have to be the fifth best quarterback in the league. I don't think as good as Stafford is, we thought that he was a top five quarterback. But you put him in that situation with the Rams with all that talent around him, he can go out and win you a Super Bowl. And I think Hurts can do that even if he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The thing that really impressed me about the Eagles, Sirianni improved as a play caller during the season and the coaching staff showed the ability to adapt on the fly change their offense to fit their strengths and if you have a, a coaching staff that's willing to do that play to the strengths of their roster rather than have their philosophy and you have to fit my philosophy and execute my philosophy for us to win um, people can can solve that and you're just not going to have those type of players that fit that all the time um, so if you can adapt and you can build your team around their strengths you have a good chance of being a good coach in this league so I, I think they got put in their place just like the, the Patriots a little bit with their ugly playoff loss and that should help them focus on getting better this year saying we, we had a good we made the playoffs, you know, kind of ahead of schedule, but we shouldn't take anything for granted because we got shown, you know, how good we are with that playoff game and we need to get better this offseason. So I think they grind, they focus, they come back and they're a very good team this year. They're my value pick as well. Well, make a clean sweep. I had the Eagles as a value pick to win the Super Bowl. Certainly a value pick to win the NFC. If you bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl at 35 to one, you should definitely bet them to, to win the NFC at 18 to one or vice versa, right? Like, because, you know, you, you know, you'd be getting the, you know, if, if they did win the, NFC, you would be getting almost double the value just for one more game. So, uh, unless they were playing like the Bills, they I say, yeah, I say with the Eagles, play them to win the NFC instead of the AFC because we see those those quarterbacks in the AFC. I would want to have like you know the That's money the in my AFC pocket from the NFC going into the Super Bowl because you know if you get a Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, the Bills or one of these teams up against the Eagles, Eagles going to be pretty heavy dogs in that game. Oh, you're saying play them to win the NFC, not to win the Super Bowl, right? Oh, I thought you were making fun of me because I said, like, play the Eagles to win the AFC or something like that. No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Because if the Eagles play the Bills, Eagles are probably, like, plus 220 on the money line? Depending on how they look. I mean, if they come out all firing and they're 14 and three and, and they're just dominant, right. then we're going to look at them differently. But I think the way we're thinking about these teams now, they could certainly run through the NFC, get a favorable schedule in the playoffs because these teams, like Sully was saying, aren't as strong as maybe they were in the past and they can win the NFC, even what might be a down year for the NFC, maybe the way the Bengals won the AFC last year. But that, that's a pretty a stout, you know, lineup to be facing in the AFC. So if unless they get lucky with their opponent, they're going to be underdogs in that game. Do you know how much better that makes Diva feel that like both of you guys agree on the Eagles as opposed to just me he's like because he definitely was did you if you thought at some point that i was just like completely trying to troll you by going with the eagles or did you think i was serious about it no i i kind of saw it when money's involved like i i believe you when you're like looking and, and scanning the websites to make a bet i believe you in that case but yeah hearing it from Sully and rj i'm i'm on board all right i love it let's talk about the afc sully uh who uh, who do you like to win the AFC in terms of your top pick? It's interesting. We have we have RJ, you know, spe- sweet, speaking sweet nothings about the Patriots in my ear, and I'm about to do it about the Buffalo Bills. So oh. I mean, it's it's, it's how, great. How- Incestuous. Yeah, but I, I'm always pessimistic about the Bills. You can you can ask Will. Like I'm always down on the Bills, no matter no matter how good they look. 
I mean, I don't know how you can be right now. I mean, I know that the favorite to win win the Super Bowl and everything like that, but I mean, you can get them at plus three eighty. Again, it's not the craziest odds in the world, but you're you're talking about a team that is just loaded from top to bottom, in my opinion. They were 13 seconds away from advancing last year, and you could even make a case that they, you know, had they hung on, they would have gone on to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. So you add the likes of, of Jamison Crowder into that offense, which I think is an upgrade alongside Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. And you go and you add uh, 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 O.J. Howard as a tight end there to complement Dawson Knox. And on the defensive side, you use your first-round pick to address the corner spot that can help out Tredavious White as he's coming back off the ACL. I just like everything about them. I, you know, I know that you're high on the Patriots there. I'm a little bit more down on them. Again, maybe we're just both pessimistic about our teams here. But ultimately, I think that's a very winnable division for them. I think they are and they should be the clear favorites to come out of that. And for me, again, that's just why I think they're very much set up to come out of the AFC. Yeah, I don't know that I'm necessarily pessimistic about the Bills. I think they could be very good. I just don't know that they should be the favorites, like to win the Super Bowl. I think losing Brian Dayball <laughs> is a is a huge piece. Like I think no, we crazy. don't focus enough on these coaches and especially assistant coaches and key assistant coaches and when they move along. And I think when you have what who I think was the best offensive coordinator in the league, best offensive mind in the league, calling plays, improving what Josh Allen did, you know, over his tenure there and uh, turning him into an MVP candidate. I don't think you can overstate the importance of losing that guy. And I don't think you can just assume next guy up comes in Ken Dorsey comes in and he's a carbon copy of what Dayball did you're you're losing a lot there so I don't know that they're necessarily going to look as good now if Josh Allen is an MVP caliber player then then I think they should be Super Bowl favorites but I'm just not willing to assume that going into this um and you know if Sean McDermott gets his way puts pressure on the new OC let's run the ball more let's play defense more I mean that really goes against how you or if you can be effective in that in those the Buffalo Bills and what they do well so um if he's muddling with with things a little bit then then I'm starting to get more pessimistic on the team so we'll know i think week one week two week three if that's happening and we'll have a better read on the bills uh, my top pick is the chargers same thing as the super bowl plus 850 love the odds there i'm not going to harp on it anymore i just wanted to to give my uh, devil's advocate play on the bills yeah i mean that's a fair point with with buffalo and like i i mean i agree with something like i think they're going to be good but the the we are kind of glossing over the Brian Dable thing. Like, okay. I mean, and by we, I just mean the general sort of public is like, well, I mean, the Bills are just going to be fine. There's not really nobody's looking at like possible, you know, there's a path situation for, you know, Buff and maybe Miami's great. I mean, Mike Daniel, we don't know about, you know, but I mean, like they certainly added a ton uh, this offseason. The Jets could be, eh. The, uh, I, I think the Bills win the division, but I, I do, I do, I do see the point that RJ is making i will take uh what did i take did i see the cheese oh no i said um i'm actually gonna take the ravens as my top pick to win the afc 12 to 1 to win the afc is pretty good value for uh lamar jackson i mean i feel like you know i mean like is he definitely going to be you know they they lose hollywood brown i get it but they were so banged up with injuries last year i just think there's a chance that they can bounce back you know we that price is definitely factoring in deshaun watson but we don't know how long he's gonna be suspended um we just saw MLB suspend Trevor Bauer for two years, and he had been kind of, I think, clear. It was only a it was only a civil accusation. Like I don't think the NFL will do that, but they might say, you know what, Deshaun, you're not playing football this year. You're not getting paid to play football this year. And if that happens, then these odds would shift dramatically. We don't, um, you know, we don't really, I, I think, have to. I mean, the Steelers, I guess, could be a problem. Uh, maybe they're a little bit of value. Actually, I. Actually, I have the missed value pick, but I'll get that. Such, di- such disrespect for the John Breach Bengals. Like, not even a mention of the Bengals, just went to the Super Bowl. I know, I know. I think they kind of fall back a little bit. 
You, know, you do you do often see that with a team that loses the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, the Rams. Did also, it also the they're like kind of like a, I mean, like a, like very fortuitous to make the Super Bowl. True, um, but they yeah. did everything we said that they we did say everything that was wrong with them. They did fix pretty much over the course of the offseason. The offensive line, they add to the secondary. I mean, you know, tonight did do a good job over the offseason too, which is weird. You know, they answer all, all the questions that we might have had from them. But then we're still kind of like, well, you're still going to have a down year. I don't know. Then the Bengals are 11 to 1 to win the AFC. Like, that's not a. I mean, maybe Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow might just be that guy and he's just going to win. He's just going to go to Super Bowls a lot. That's not out of the question at all. Uh, who is your uh, value pick for the uh, AFC? Celebrity? Well, it's good. We'll stay, we'll stay in the AFC North there. And again, it's with the caveat. And again, you probably shouldn't make this one today because we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. But I like them at 10 to 1, the Cleveland Browns. It just is an interesting kind of you know, speculatory play there because I'm fascinated to see what Deshaun Watson's going to look like, you know, after a year off and, and all of that. For me, again, we we wonder, okay, how long is this suspension going to be? But like you said, I don't think it's going to be a Trevor Bauer, you know, two year suspension. If it is, then you know, okay, yeah, you, you know, don't make this bet, obviously. But if it's a six game suspension that we kind of are, are, you know, we all kind of assume that it might be or something along those lines, I don't know if that really impacts me too too much. Again, we struggle to to win that division, but could they rally at the end of the year and make the playoffs? And if you get in. He's just as talented as anybody else in that in that quarterback in the AFC. I mean, you know, you, you put him right, right up there with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, in my opinion, and talent-wise. And so if he gets hot and gets on a run there, you're looking at a Browns team that's dangerous. Mine's the Patriots again, 20 to 1. Not much more to say about that. Just, just disrespect for that coaching staff and how good that they looked. I mean, even losing Tom Brady, it's not like they bottomed out. They were never a 4 and 12 type of team. You know, they they have been on that cusp of playoff relevance ever since he left. And they made it last year. And, uh, you know, they got, like I said, their butts handed to him by the Bills. They're going to come back focused. Mac Jones is going to be better. Um, I, I worry about losing McDaniels. I was talking about losing Dayball. Obviously, losing McDaniels is a big, big piece, too. So we'll see if they can overcome that. But I like what they did this offseason. And I trust in Belichick in January like usual so 20 to 1 is just too low for them you shouldn't be putting them among the other teams that are that are at that level yeah no it's a good point i mean we have because of two years without tom brady one of which was a, you know the full-blown covid season and a patriots reboot and then the others which they went to the playoffs and just had to play maybe the best team in football last year um you know it's like it's almost like we're like well i think bell like bill's done here you know and it's like that's that is probably erroneous because if mac jones takes that leap sully they could be that team no, 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 that's for sure. I mean, it's definitely, you know, you're riding on Mac Jones to see if he can take that leap into his second year. It's just over the course of this offseason, I don't know if they've made moves that make them a better team than the 10-7 and 7 team we saw last year. I mean, you lose J.C. Jackson, which is, you know, no small thing. I do have faith that they can manufacture the secondary, even though there's no clear replacement. I have more faith in that than I do... You know, maybe the offensive line still has some struggles there. I know they have Isaiah Wynn. They brought back Trent Brown. They add Cole Strange out of Chattanooga. Like, they're trying to solidify that. But to me, it's a lot easier for me to swallow a first-round interior offensive lineman when you have Dante Scarnecchia still there. But he hasn't been around for a little while now. And, and I'm a little bit concerned about how they'll be able to protect Mac Jones there. Yep, all fair points. Uh, my value pick, I mentioned, I was like laughing at the Steelers and them, but my value pick is the Steelers. Uh, 40 to 1. That's just a big number to win the AFC. when you And you're talking about a team that has Mike Tomlin as its coach. Never had a losing season. I don't know if you ever heard that. Um, rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett, who I don't feel extremely comfortable with, but it's possible that we see a lot of Mr. Trubisky this year uh, instead of Pickett. And, you know, like Pickett at least is going to have, I think, an easier transition to the NFL from a – 
here you go, rookie standpoint, just because, I mean, like the building thing, I know that's kind of dumb, but like, he's not changing. Look, like he's not going anywhere different. Like he's, it's going to be comfortable. That's kind of crazy that you're going to, you know, play in the same practice area. Like, you know, you're not, you're not moving to a new city for the first time, trying to figure everything out. And like, I don't know. I think that's, I just think that's kind of like a, maybe an under, not an underrated factor, but just like a, a little like bonus added, uh, bonus added to it. And at 40 to one, if the, you know, can the playoffs make a run? I don't hate that at all. Oh, by the way, shout out Josh Edwards in the chat. You'd love to see it. The problem with the Steelers, though, I mean, he, he's going to pick me playing behind the same talent level of offensive line that he was at Pitt. And the problem is now you're going to have, you know, NFL players rushing you and just destroying that line. So um, good luck with that. If you don't have the pocket presence of Tom Brady, like right away, you know, you're going to get destroyed by that line. And uh, it's worth noting that. Kenny Pickett did have Kenny Pickett did have uh, 38 fumbles in 52 games in his career at Pittsburgh. He have the tiny little hands. Uh, did you guys see the uh, the AirPod meme that was floating around? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen all of them. Yeah, they're good. I like. Uh, I'm glad I'm not. I mean, I would love to be a professional athlete for you know the money and the fame and the glory, you know, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, if you had tiny hands, you're just being made fun of constantly for it. That would kind of suck. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will tell you the best bets to win every single division in the NFL next. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We'll start in the AFC East, Sully, and we're going to pick division winners. We may have picked make or miss playoffs, but we're just going to save that. We're going to table that for a little bit later because we're already deep into the show. Uh, Sully, what's your best value bet to or best? I mean, I guess it could be your pick to win the division, but could also be your favorite bet to win the division. Uh, AFC East. Right. I put, I just did, you know, best bet to win the division and, and, yeah. and all that. But for me, it's the bills. Like we were just talking about, you know, minus 180. I just don't see that. I see them as a clear tier one team in the AFC and in that division, I, I don't know if, if Miami's going to be able to make that leap with Mike McDaniel in that first year, even though they surrounded Tua Tungabello with a ton of talent this year with Tyree Kill, Tarn Armstead, go down the list there. The Jets, they're still trying to figure it out, even though I really liked what they've done this offseason, particularly in the draft. And then the Patriots, it's possible. Certainly, you know, in the, you know again, they, they were rivaling. They made the playoffs last year. 
But for me, I think that they've taken more of a step back personally than they have a step forward, whether it's on the roster and possibly coaching. You're banking on that big spending spree last year for this team to really, you know, rise up, whether it's Hunter Henry getting even better, John Smith contributing more than he did last year offensively, you know, Jalen Jalen Mills being a little bit more of a presence in that secondary. But for me, it's, it's more of that than it is this draft class helping you or anybody in terms of these free agent additions where there really haven't been much. Yeah, I think the Bills are, are overvalued. I went over that at minus 180. Losing day ball's big. They should, you know, they should have run away with the AFC last year. I mean, they should have been the number one. See, they were the point, number one NFL team by point differential. They just had these bad losses, and that just happens to them. Um, and so uh, obviously when Patriots plus 400, I think the gap between those teams is an indicative of minus 180 versus plus 400. They should be closer than that. So um, I, I would take the value of Patriots plus 400. I do agree the Bills should be favored. I'm not saying I think the Patriots are necessarily going to win the division, but uh, the Bills to me should be more. Or like minus 120, minus 140, not in that minus 180 range. So I'm playing, taking the value play with the Patriots here. I don't have any problem with the Pats at four to one. I mean, Belichick four to one to win the division. If that day ball thing is true, like we've seen, we saw Belichick basically break Sean McDermott's soul last year for like two weeks. Like McDermott was losing his mind. Like, it's not about Belichick. It's about the wind. And then he's like crying at halftime and losing the Buccaneers the next week. Um, so like I, I think the four to one is good. I will take the Bills though. It, it's a it's a hefty price, but I think anything under two hundred is probably fair for Buffalo given their talent level. Like RJ said, like RJ's pointed out, you're pessimistic about the Bills. It, I think we'll know kind of quickly, right? Like won't we know out of the gate if Ken Dorsey's going to be like Brian Dable? And, and the the, well, the yeah, run game a- thing is interesting. Like I could see Sean McDermott saying, you know what, we're going to scale this back a little bit. And it depends on the schedule too. I mean, if their first two opponents are Jets and whatever, then then and they just run the ball and they win 35-7 and Allen throws 20 passes. You just don't know anything at that point. Now if they come out and they try to do that against the Patriots in week three or whatever the schedule ends up being, and then they kind of get, you know, smacked in the mouth a little bit, then we know this is when you have to adjust. So so will they be able to do that like they were when Dayball was coach and make adjustments on the fly? And that's when they'll really be tested. So at some point in the season, they're gonna get smacked in the mouth they're, with whatever they decide to do. They're gonna have to adjust. And I we'll see if they can do it as well as they've done in the past all right uh how about the afc west for you sully yeah i'll I'll be quick on this one just because i feel like we've touched on it but the chiefs plus 160 i don't know if patrick mahomes has ever been this this much value in terms of yeah not not unless you count the you know before he started like and maybe right. the Chiefs were favorite then. They probably were favorite that year. Right. But since he's been the starter, this is the best you're ever going to get it. And I know the division's a lot more competitive. But to me, again, if I can get Patrick Mahomes in, I'm going to bank on his talent going into this. Yeah. And I'm obviously on the Chargers again, plus 250, held back by the defense last year, despite Brandon Saley being a defensive mind. Made major additions. J.C. Jackson, who Sully talked about leaving. New England, Khalil Mack, uh, Jones Day on the defensive line. Um, so Chiefs should be the team to beat. Uh, even after losing Hill, they've earned that. But Chargers are the team on the rise. And I think at this time next year, Chargers could win the division. And we're talking about them as the plus 160 team and Chiefs as the plus 250 team. Wow. Now that's a hot take. The Chargers, the freaking Chargers. Are going to overcome Andy Reid? I mean, look, I've been on the wrong side of that bet so many times. I mean, like, it's uh, it's kind of laughable, but I do agree that this Chargers team with Justin Herbert and um, uh, Brandon Staley coaching it up and with all these defensive pieces, they say healthy, should be much, much better. I don't hate the idea of going the Chargers here, but I will also go Chiefs. Uh, you heard me talk about them as the value bet to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, I think at plus money, the Chiefs to win the AFC West, given, the Andy, given Andy Reid's track record, is a pretty nice little gambit for me. Uh, next up, the AFC South, Sully. 
Yep, the Colts for me, you know, again, I put them as a value Super Bowl team. You get them at plus money, plus 100. I think it's a very winnable division for them, obviously. Tennessee's really their only clear competition. And I've, I think I've been lower on Tennessee than, than most people, or, or at least been down on them. I don't know, maybe maybe not more than most. But I'm I'm curious to see how this, this Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill situation kind of rolls around. He was, you know, I think he gave the correct answer the other day when it's like it's not his job to, to mentor him or anything along those lines because it really isn't. He's competing to keep his job and, and, and all of that. So maybe it boosts him a little bit. Maybe it gives him a, a you know, a Jordan Love, Jimmy Garoppolo type of boost that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady had when, when those guys came in to threaten their jobs. But ultimately, I still like the Colts here. Again, they, they just have a, a much better situation at quarterback. They've added Stephon Gilmore to that secondary. I just like their overall team better. And they were the number one seed in the AFC last year, and they got worse. So Ryan Tannehill has to concentrate on winning the AFC, getting to the Super Bowl. You know, it's like yeah. I got my job to do. And, and if we were like, if this was a legacy team that coming off of two Super Bowl wins and he's going to retire next year, then sure, mentor the kid. But but he's got to, you know, put his priorities in front. Um, I'm also down on the Titans. Obviously, they got worse. Um, I have the Colts also plus 100, big upgraded quarterback and, ta- and added talent at receiver tight end in the draft. Um, we'll have to figure out left tackle, but otherwise they're strong up and down the offense. Defense remains solid. Nagakwe is a big addition for Gus Bradley as a pass rusher. They've had success together in the past. Um, so I would go with the Colts plus 100. I mean, if you want to take a long shot play, I don't know what the number is right now, but the Jaguars are interesting. I think when you upgrade that coach and you just get rid of such a toxic situation where the coach and staff is so terrible and you can upgrade at that, it really lifts everyone's spirit. So maybe they come out hungry. Lawrence takes a, you know, uh, moves forward in year two and, and the offense is able to overcome, you know, what we think can be problems on the defensive side and they make the division interesting. So, that would be a long shot, you know, lottery ticket play. I might want to have in my pocket, but Colts plus 100 is definitely the best player. Yeah. I mean, you get like, like last year, I mean, it's pretty easy, right? It's like fade Carson Wentz, give me the Titans at plus money. Now it's like, you know, the Titans lose AJ Brown. Tannehill's got this mentoring thing going on with Malik Willis that I think is overrated, but certainly you know, they drafted Malik Willis and it's obviously on his radar. Uh, it seems like they're probably moving on. Maybe that motivates him uh, a little bit, but I'm not sure it matters all that much. They're just, you know, not a ton of um, weapons on that team. I mean, if Derrick Henry's great and the defense is, you know, takes another step forward, sure, they could win the division, but I like the Colts with their coaching staff and a massive, massive upgrade at quarterback. I will also take Indianapolis at plus 100. How about the AFC North for you, Sully? And I know I have the Cleveland Browns as like a sleeper team to come out of the AFC, but I do like the Bengals here. I know we talked about a little bit, plus 220. Like I said, they've answered every question that we had about them this offseason where it's, you know, okay, you got to protect Joe Burrow better. You got to fix, you know, maybe improve that secondary a little bit. They've done all that. They, you know, in the in the prime example, one was the offensive line. It was just to you know improve it pretty much across the board. They have they've solidified it in front of their quarterback. Joe Burrow just has that thing. I feel he just kind of has that knack to win. Obviously, we see at LSU, we see him obviously you know improve the Bengals from from a bottom dweller to now a team that's in the Super Bowl. For me, I like the Bengals. I, you know, it's a tough division, tough conference, but overall, you know, I, I do like them. How, how they're going to come out this year. Yeah, I think the obvious play looks like the Ravens they have to be have a healthier at some point, even though they're always hurt, you know. But just well, I don't know that I can assume good health this year because it just seems like they just not, there's something in the water there. They just can't stay healthy. Love the Bengals at plus two twenty. They're getting no respect uh, after their Super Bowl run. They posted a plus eighty four point differential in that division. Everybody else was negative, so you know you can make your excuses how you want. But they they were the team that stood out above all others in that division, and they deserve to win the division. OL added reinforcements, like you said, on the offensive line. Uh, passing game could be one of the best in the NFL with Burrow 
in those weapons. Um, so I just think plus 220, they're just not getting respected in that sense. I think that's great value. Yeah, that's I'm fine with either. The, the the Browns are incorrectly favored to win the division, in my opinion. Like, we just you just don't know what Deshaun Watson's status is going to be. I mean, like, again, exactly. it could be anything from two games to 17 games. It could be or 16, yeah, 17 games. It could be zero games and they don't deal with it until next offseason. I think that's unlikely, but um, you know, I, I think that the I have the Ravens as my value pick because I, you know, I think if you look at how maybe like we see. The Bengals come back a little bit. Ravens take you know take a step forward, get some injury luck. Uh, you know Lamar, um, you know, yeah, they need you know losing Hollywood isn't great, but I think they'll be fine. Um, I, I like the Ravens or the Bengals as a value play to win that division. NFC East for you, Sully. I have a feeling we might all pick the same team here. Well, I'm going Eagles just because I, I, you know, I, I just like them probably as a sleeper in the NFC. Again, that was a value pick there for me. You know, they they are a, in, you know, the quarterback situation, obviously, like we were saying earlier. I mean, you know, you're regurgitating the same thing. Jalen Hurts, there might be a ceiling there. But as you said, RJ, if everything else is really great around him, he doesn't have to be this this transcendent type of quarterback. And when you can get him at plus two, uh, 250, I like them to win the division there again. And it's a very easy schedule, 30 easiest court shot football. Yeah, Cowboys are the best team in the division, but the gap here, just like that Patriots-Bills gap, far too big after Philly's offseason. Plus 250 is a great value here. Sportsline's projection model coming out of the draft actually does have the Eagles as the best team in the division coming out of the draft. So Sportsline's projection model is highlighting this as a play you, you want to make, and uh, I think that I agree with that. Um, I want to be on the value play here at plus 250. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a value Super Bowl play. I thought it was a value NFC play. Like I definitely think it's a value NFC East play. Uh, you know, I don't think the Cowboys – like I don't think the Cowboys definitely got – noticeably better this offseason as RJ pointed out the you know Eagles coaching staff maybe a little bit better than we thought and they certainly had a fantastic draft anything at plus really 240 or higher I like the Eagles on uh, how which way are you looking for the NFC West Sully we might all be on the same team here too yeah again Rams plus 135 you get them at plus money there it's just the continuity the the championship pedigree the you know they've replaced guys that they've lost von miller for bobby wagner again not the same position but they're adding elite talent in you know veteran talent into that defense offensively Allen robinson is going to be playing with the best quarterback he's ever had i think ever what has it been it's been like andy dalton blake bortles uh you know justin fields is a rookie it's you get matthew stafford now you're going to get the best type of targets that you've ever seen in the NFL, and you're replacing that with Robert Woods. It's a clear upgrade, in my opinion. And then, obviously, Odell Beckham, we don't know what's going to happen there. But again, you know, Seattle lost Russell Wilson. We don't know what's going on with, with Kyler in Arizona. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for the first six weeks because of that suspension. It, it, to me, we don't know what's going on with the 49ers. It, it feels like it's stealing here with plus money at the Rams. I feel, you know, we're not going to agree because I think the Rams shouldn't be as favored as they are. It feels like another close race between the top three teams, so I'm going to take the best value. The Cardinals were only a few points in point differential behind the Rams last year. They started 7-0. and They lost that close game to the Packers, and then Kyler missed time. It wasn't the same in the second half. Now, I know you can't just assume Kyler stays healthy this year. I know you just can't assume he's on the team. There's obviously all that offseason buzz. I think they get that all sorted out. I think the offense has huge upside once New Hopkins is back, and um, and they're just at plus 300. Um, they shouldn't be that big a gap between them and the Rams. So I like playing them at plus 300 and hoping they catch a few more breaks and uh, take the division this time. And the Rams have a little bit of a hangover after last year. Uh, that's not, that's not a crazy theory at all. And the, and the Cardinals are a pretty good price. The 49ers are way too uh, cheap for me. I was, I sort of, I was hoping that they would be like three to one or something like that because just the unknown at the quarterback position, but it seems Vegas is, uh, is, is still, 
you know, in on Trey Lance, which is is fine. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams at plus money. I mean, I just think they should be minus 150. Uh, unless Trey Lance is incredible. Yes, the Cardinals may have gotten better. Uh, the Rams are just a, a better team. The Rams are just a really good football team. And I know the Super Bowl hangover thing might be a deal, but it's also second year with McVay. You know, you get you got to work in with Allen Robinson, but they got plenty of pass catchers. No reason to think that that offense takes a huge step back. I will take the Rams at with a plus money. Sully, how about the NFC South? I, I hate it at minus three fifty, but the Buccaneers. I just I can't see any other team really conceivably, unless Tom Brady gets hurt or something like that, contending in that division. For me, it's it's the steepest division between the you know the number one team and the number two team new orleans could certainly make noise if james winston plays i think they were five and two in the seven games that he played last year so it's it's certainly possible and new orleans always felt like they had that number against against tampa bay but i, I have a hard time thinking that the buccaneers are gonna lose this division yeah, I made a lot of good value plays on on these these divisions and found reasons to like a lot of different teams. I can't find any reason to like any team but the Bucks in this division. Yeah. It's hard to make a case for anyone as long as Brady doesn't suffer a season-ending injury in July or August. And even then, like with the rest of that team, I don't know that I would feel comfortable at any of these other teams. I wouldn't back the Saints in the first year without Sean Payton. I don't know. Yeah. I think that he probably papered over a lot of their their ills um, on the especially on the offensive side and had them elevated to to above their talent level. Um, so I don't love that team. And then there's no way I'm going to make a case for for the Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter Falcons, or the whatever is going on in Carolina at this point. So I think Bucks, even at minus 350, are probably a good value. Not one that anybody's going to want to play because you're not going to get that big of a return and have you have to wait, you know, four months for your money, five months for your money. But yeah, it might but be I two can't. months. <laughs> they might can't make any – yeah, but they're not going to pay you out until <laughs> the end of the season, I don't think. Actually, I had um, my, uh, my local pay them out mid-season when they clinched. It was really, last year. It was very surprising. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, they got to be the play for me. Yeah, speaking of my local, I was just checking to see what odds I had on the Buccaneers to win the division. Oh, yeah, baby, plus 120. <laughs> I was like, you know, Tom Brady of retirement. Like, see, that's that's where you, like, like, Tom Brady comes out of retirement, and I was like, wait a minute. Why am I tweeting about this? Like, I need to be seeing the, like, because I mean, you know, I mean, they're going to pull the odds as fast as they possibly can, but there were some pretty good numbers out there uh, for Tampa Bay. But I'm, look, man, I'm with you guys. Minus 350, I'm not, I'm not laying that. But there's no way you can back any of the other teams in this division. They're just terrible. And I think that Sean Payton thing is, I mean, I feel like, I feel like they're kind of like, we're not giving that enough creda, credence. Like it's Sean freaking Payton. Do you think that like, the Saints are just going to be like magic? Like the, I mean, Pete Carmichael might be a great offensive coordinator, but man, I don't, I don't know. All right. Finally, Sully, the NFC North. I don't mind the Vikings here at plus 260. You know, again, Green Bay, you know, I don't know if I'm making too much about them losing Devontae Adams. Again, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still a two-time and, you know, back-to-back MVP over the last few years. Devontae Adams certainly one of the best, if not the best wide receivers in the league. But when you lose somebody like that, that's notable. And especially when there isn't a clear replacement. Again, they, they've brought some guys in, they've drafted, but it's not like, you know, you went out and got Odell Beckham or you got somebody like that. Again, you could still possibly do that or you trade for Debo Samuel potentially. But for me, I, I don't know. I feel like that, that offense might take a step back there. And if you have the Vikings at plus money there, I thought, you know, I like the addition of Kevin O'Connell at head coach. I think that improves the offense a little bit with Kirk Cousins. And to me, again, I just like them a little bit more as a value standpoint over Green Bay. 
I do like um, the, the changes they made to coaching and, and the front office in Minnesota. I don't know if it's going to be reflected in year one because this is still the team that the previous front office built and, and, and that was coached by, you know, the previous coaches. So for them to swing around and, and you know, I'm going to have to see it to believe it with them. So I think they'll be a stronger second half team than first half team, I think. Um, the Packers, to me, minus 170, that seems on the light side with Aaron Rodgers still around. And I don't care who he's throwing to. He'll he'll turn it into whatever. You know, Alan Lazard will become, you know, the, the 10th best receiver in the league out of nowhere, you know, just because that's what he does. <laughs> so um, so I, I, minus 170 seems like it should be higher to me. I would play that at minus 170, you know, even over the Bucks at minus 350. Even though I'm not as certain the Packers win, I just think that value is a little bit light on that one. I'm with you. You know, um, I got Green Bay at that's uh crap, I can't find it. Um minus 150 um before Rogers retired. Or before Rogers announced he was coming back. Brady. No, 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 Rogers. Like oh, okay. the Packers were minus 150. I was thinking with Roger, but like it's it the only reason it's come back is because of the Adams thing. And I'm with I'm with RJ. Like, I don't think I mean Devontae Adams is incredible, like one of yeah, the best receivers in football, sure. but I don't think that he's worth 30 cents of line value to the division future. And I don't hate the Vikings. They can certainly win it, but first-year coach. We don't think the Lions are going to do much. The Bears look like they're absolutely rebuilding. I think the Packers should be closer to minus 200. The other thing that people are forgetting, and I mentioned it, uh, I think I guess, um, I, th- I think I mentioned it earlier, but like Aaron Jones, you know, you could put A.J. Dillon in the backfield and line Aaron Jones up in the slot, move them all around and pass to him a ton. Like they, they'll file, add another guy at some point. They'll trade. Maybe they, maybe they trade for deeper. I don't think they trade for deeper Samuel because San Francisco wouldn't do that, but like they'll find somebody. And Rodgers has great career numbers when Devontae Adams doesn't play. You know, full season makes it a little tougher, but I expect him to be perfectly fine and be an MVP candidate. Uh, this year and and for the uh the Packers to win the division so I will take Green Bay in that spot and, as well all right and the fun pick in that division I think is the Lions because I mean like we saw them last year they were they were winless every everybody expecting to lose every but they were competitive in those games and they, they were you know c- covering these games and they were competing with teams they shouldn't have been competing with and they were just not catching any breaks love Dan Campbell as a coach um Jared Goff obviously isn't like a world beater but he did some things and now they've upgraded especially when Jameson Williams you know is healthy and, and integrated into that offense I think they could be interested so that could be a fun one. Maybe they're in range of Green Bay in December, and, and you can root for that one. So if you're going to make a fun play, you don't want to play the Packers. I would look to the Lions here. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's not you don't you know, don't expect to win it, but you're going to be you're going to be rooting like hell for Dan Campbell and the the fighting ankle biters. And, and you know, look, maybe Rogers gets hurt, and you know, Kirk Cousins struggle. The new coaching staff been very good in Minnesota. Detroit steals the division. It's going to happen at some point, right? Like. Maybe Rogers has to retire for it to happen, but you get the point. All right. Any other uh, thoughts on on futures out there? We uh, we'll, we'll come back and get the uh, teams to make and miss the playoffs later down the road. It's a good little whip around the old NFL. I mean, I think um, probably got some pretty good consensus picks there. The Eagles, congrats, Debo, on your Super Bowl for the Eagles. That's fantastic. Uh, looking forward to you celebrating that all year long. For Sully, for RJ, thanks for joining us, fellas. I'm Brenton. We will see you guys later.